Okay, we begin our metta recital. May all beings be happy and secure. May all beings have happy minds. Whatever living beings there may be, without exception, weak or strong, long, large, medium, short, subtle or gross, visible or invisible, living near or far, born or coming to birth, may all beings have happy minds. Let no one deceive another, nor despise anyone anywhere. Neither from anger nor ill will should anyone wish harm to another. As a mother would risk her own life to protect her only child, even so towards all living beings, one should cultivate boundless heart. One should cultivate for all the world the heart of boundless loving friendliness above, below and all around, unobstructed, without hate or resentment, whether standing, walking, sitting, lying down or in the awake. One should develop this mindfulness. This is called divinely dwelling here, not falling into erroneous views, but virtuous and endowed with vision. Removing desires for sensual pleasures, one comes away again to love. You see, this metta practice is very, you can see certain words are identical with mindfulness practice. In the mindfulness practice, we say sitting, standing, walking, lying down. We should be mindful and have clear comprehension. Gate, tite, nisinne, and so forth. And in all the four primary postures, they are to be done with mindfulness. Similarly, in this metta practice, we just recited whether standing, walking, sitting, or lying down, we develop this mindfulness. So these instructions are almost identical, although wording may be a little different. Essence and the meaning is the same. So this is a mindfulness. Metta we cannot practice without mindfulness. We must be mindful of all suffering beings, including ourselves. Without any exception, suffering does not recognize status education, geographical location, and so forth. It pervades everything and everyone all over the universe. And these are the beings that we want to share our loving friendliness with. And since we all are 
in the same boat in suffering. We all need metta. When we develop this thought in mind, Buddha said we live on earth as in heaven. Brahman etam viharang ida ahu. This is a divine living. It's a very beautiful. We have not seen divine beings. We have not heard them say anything. But we have read in various places the qualities and attributes of the divine beings. The divine beings are supposed to be very peaceful. Divine beings we sometimes know as uh, ones who enjoy sensual pleasures. Beside that, divine beings also are very benevolent. They are supposed to be peaceful, especially in Brahma realms. The, although we don't know where it is, but we have this concept of Brahmas who live in, with equanimity in very subtle form or even immaterial form. We become like that. We become very calm, peaceful beings when we practice metta. This is noble living. Brahmahiya means noble. Practicing metta without any discrimination, distinction, is not very easy for an ordinary person to do. One has to be very divine to forget all the differences, all the shortcomings, trespassing of others, and bring them all together into one category of living beings. Living, breathing, feeling, moving beings. Disregarding their other attributes. Short, long, dark, white, and so forth. We all know that we all are living beings. So the metta practice 
is a common binding factor. One thing we all suffer, second thing we all made up of the same elements and aggregates, third is we all are living, breathing beings, fourth we all like to be happy and peaceful, no one deliberately wants to suffer or inflict suffering on others. So these qualities are in a noble one. So this is a very noble practice, Brahma-vihara. Brahma-vihara, Brahma means altruistic, holy or noble, Practice. Vihara is living. Living includes eating, drinking, sleeping, walking, moving, breathing, and all these activities are found in living. And so, Brahma Vihara means living with this altruistic mental state whether we are sitting, standing, walking, lying down, or whenever awake. Not very easy, but we try. When we try and keep practicing whenever and wherever possible, this practice becomes easy. Like anything else, as we repeat again and again, it becomes easy. Just imagine how difficult it is not to get angry. Very difficult. But if we have determination, trying very often Little by little, one day, we can be free from anger. Similarly, even though metta practice is not very easy, but it becomes easy when we repeat it again and again, even with some difficulties. So this is not just mere <coughs> theory, but this is very practical. Everything Buddha taught us, if it is Buddha's own teaching, then it is practical. Whatever superstitions we find even in Buddhism are not the Buddha's teaching. So he taught us something very practical, very down-to-earth, realistic teaching. So we don't take metta lightly, but we must take it very seriously into our heart and see how it 
grows, how it benefits us as it grows. We don't need recognition. We don't need label. We don't need somebody's appreciation. We do it for ourselves. No one knows that you are practicing it until you express through words and deeds. And then the other part of our practice, as we always mention, is mindfulness to gain concentration. Concentration can, can gain through the mindfulness. That is called Vipassana Pubhangama Samatha. Practice mindfulness to gain concentration. So we want to practice it. Paying attention to the breath as the beginning. And then it expands to various other areas of our experience, even including metta, everything is changing, impermanent, and everything boils down to impermanence. So no matter what we experience, wandering mind, drowsiness, sleepiness, restlessness, and all these hindrances, when we look at them mindfully, we can see all of them change. All of them appear and pass away. When they appear and pass away, our mind becomes, when we pay attention to them, without thinking of details, all pass away. And then that is what remains in our mind the fact that things are passing away, impermanence, then there is no reason for us to be, to get excited or cling to anything or reject anything. They simply come and go, appear and disappear. The very prominent and very conspicuous, clear example is the breath. That is why we use the breath. We use the breath to see 
how breath arises and passes away, although it is long or short, subtle or gross. The breath is changing. Subtlety and grossness is an indication of impermanence. Long and short also is an indication of impermanence. Long breath changes to short breath because of impermanence. Short breath changes into long breath because of impermanence. Inhaling doesn't stay all the time, it changes and disappears. Exhaling arises, it disappears. Feeling that arises along with inhaling and exhaling also passes away. Our attention to breath also moves as the breath moves. Attention at the beginning of inhaling is no longer when inhaling completes. Then attention moves till the end of inhaling. Then attention goes to the pause that changes and exhaling begins. Attention stays with the exhaling breath. When the exhaling is complete, attention also ceases and begins to know, pay attention to exhaling. And so forth, even attention is not static, it is in motion. Our perception is changing. Our consciousness is changing. Friends, we find nothing permanent. Everything is changing, impermanent. We don't need too much theories, knowledge, education, to become aware of impermanence. Anybody who pays little attention to one's own experience can notice impermanence. And that is how unsatisfactoriness arises because we try to cling to impermanent things. Trying to cling to impermanent things always create friction, tension, anxiety, because things do not stay in the way we wish them. We wish our experience to be in one way, but experience doesn't obey our wish. This is what is called suffering from not getting what one wants. 
This is very clearly explained in Satipatthana Sutta. Being healthy, we want to remain healthy. That is a very earnest, sincere wish. But health doesn't pay attention to our wish. Health can become unhealth. Pleasure can become displeasure. Pain can become pleasure. Pleasure can become pain. So none of these things we can stop. Once we learn this in a hard way, then then it's easy for us to be aware of them later on. So keep paying attention to your experiences. Don't pick one over the other. Let them flow through your mind and simply become aware of them. When you do not uh, struggle, paying mindful attention to your experiences, you gain concentration very easily. When you struggle, you lose both mindfulness and concentration. If you pay attention without struggling, without blaming or accusing you or others, then you understand the true nature and you gain what is called yatha bhuta jnana dasana, vision and knowledge of things exactly as they are. Although the word is very big and heavy and long, in experience it is not so. In experience it is very simple, provided you stay simple. If you confuse yourself with all kind of theories, ideas, then it becomes complicated, not simple. So we must pay very pure, clean, unbiased attention to gain this very simple knowledge of things as they really are. We don't need any scientific explanation. We don't need any laboratory testing. 
we don't need any scientific knowledge to experience this reality. Simple thing. We are very good in complicating simple things because we have so much knowledge, so much learning, so much listening and reading. We put all of them aside and come back to this very simple present moment, simple experience, then we can see for ourselves how true the Buddha's teaching is, how noble his teaching is. Buddha said in many places, because I never ask you to do anything that you cannot do. I never tell you that anything that you cannot do. So he always encouraged us to look at things as they are and that we can do. And that is how we gain knowledge and vision into the reality exactly as the Buddha did. So can also we do it. With these few words of encouragement, I stop my talking and wait in the Sangha Hall to meet people who have signed up for interviews. Others continue their practice. <laughs>